0: She became famous, yes, with the Black Keys Lonely Boy, Deb Spoons-Perry. Hello. Oh,
1: good morning. Good morning, everyone.
0: Uh, that was just so good, that film clip on YouTube of Lonely Boy. <laughs> it was just uplifting. It was just wonderful. But you just got back from the States. Tell us about that trip and what you did there.
1: Oh, well, I was just, i through the internet, just asked if I'd like to appear on this television show that's um, produced by Ellen DeGeneres and Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey was the host. Yeah. They've done Little Big Shots. Little Big Shots has come to Australia now. Yes. And so they thought it was a no-brainer to see if we could do it with the elderly. Um, (laughs) The elderly. How rude. (laughs) How rude. (laughs) Anyway, I'm one of those. But I was a spring chicken over there. There were 90-year-olds doing it. Yeah, I was going to say
0: you would be because you're not that old, really.
1: No, I don't think. Well, well, over there I felt really young. (laughs) 81-year-old lady who goes on a swing pole 85 feet above the... Yeah, concrete Really? Car park. Oh yeah, it's unbelievable.
2: Wow! Another,
1: another beautiful woman from somewhere in, in Europe, Czechoslovakia, I think, who's still does beautiful um, gymnastic work on balance beams and yeah. I, I sort of think I've got a lot to do. For
0: yeah, you have. You got a lot to go on, haven't you? Hey, listen. How did you learn to play the spoons? I mean, what got you interested in that?
1: Oh well, I played I played drums anyway, um, so I was a drummer yeah. and. Uh, and when I was 21 in a wine bar at North Fremantle, there was an elderly man called Danny, and he used to come in off the back streets of Frio and join a – Bill and I used to go and just do a jug band, um, Red Rockets and a Thunderbolt, Scramblers. Is this at called. the
0: Stoned Crow there in North Fremantle? Yeah, Stoned right, Crow okay. and
1: Mojo's, yeah. Yeah, around that yeah. area, yeah? Yeah, Yeah, so he showed me what to do. And when he played, he mucked about, so that's what I do, and I just – I've never seen a Boom player, hey, you're supposed to be the rhythm section like the drummer. You sit up the back and just do what you're told, really.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, but I've developed this other being silly, being Deb, being mum, <laughs> primary school teacher, you know. Uh. So I've got this sort of... Yeah,
0: anyway. That Black Keys clip of Lonely Boy that you did get racked up more than a million views online in just over a few weeks, just over yeah. a, which is just amazing. And that actually featured in the Ellen DeGeneres Show's top 100 clips of 2013. I can't believe it was four years ago. I know. Jeez, I know. that went fast, didn't it?
1: and the thing was that Warner Music in the East said, can you, do, can you cut the music, Deb? I was I get that done. Can you f- film it? Yeah, so we did it between myself and Carol Lander at Rue Gully. Yeah. Uh, that's where the kangaroos are from. And we and they were just blown away that we... I don't know what they think we can, we are in <laughs> Western Australia. But anyway, <laughs> they said they want Australian. And I said, yep, we can organise Australian.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Thanks. Deb Spoons-Perry, you're a local legend. Thanks for the chat. Really appreciate it. And uh, you keep that career going, All right. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: well, I'll try. <laughs> Thanks. There's a bit of a brouhaha going on around Nanup about a planned logging of a mm, old-growth forest, or is it? Jess Beckering, who's a spokesperson for WA Forest Alliance. Morning, Jess. Good morning. Tell me about this at uh, at Barabup. Tell me about it. It's only 5 k's out of Nanup, isn't it?
2: Yeah, that's right, and it's just this magnificent old Jarrah and Mary forest. Um, and, yeah, it does, it's, it's almost certain to contain areas of old-growth forest, and that's why the logging has now been stopped.
0: Rightio. So what's the latest thing that has happened? I mean, it's 530 hectares, so it's a fair whack, really.
2: Yeah, it's a large area uh, and very significant to Nana, but, you know, as you said, only five kilometres north of town. Um, So the locals there and WF Forest Lines in support of them are saying that it's obviously worth far more to the town and to the state protected than it would be logged. Um, So the latest is that uh, first first thing that happened was that it was recognised that there was probably old-growth in there by the neighbours, Um, and they put in a nomination to the department for the logging to be stopped while a proper assessment took place. So that happened, um, and uh, and then it turned out that the area is also incredibly significant uh, in terms of Indigenous heritage. Yes, I
0: I read here that, uh, as demonstrated by Scar Trees, it's also part of an ancient dreaming tale as uh, remnants of the colonial past and the formative old mill railway line as well. So there's a fair bit of history and heritage around there, isn't there?
2: Oh, yeah, there really is. And uh, the the, the traditional owners are saying that um, there's these the, there's the scarred trees in there which mark out the old trails. So the original yeah. Pibbleman trail apparently runs through there, um, and then also another one that runs over towards the coast. Um, and then also there'll be artefacts along the way, um, and and also these scarred trees are marking out areas of particular importance, wedding trees and. Um, birthing trees and that sort of thing so it's incredibly significant um, in, in terms of heritage and what one of the traditional owners is saying um, is that he he wants it to be protected for future tour operators and for campsites and school groups which uh, I just think would be such a rich addition um, to the southwest for us to be able to to all get a better understanding and an education about uh, Australia's incredible history.
0: So what have you got to do to make that actually happen and come become a reality?
2: Well, it's up to the state government. Um, so, in the lead up to the, the election, the state government, the the Labor Party, were saying that uh, they would immediately protect the high conservation value forests for threatened wildlife and other values. Um, and uh, we're working with Labor, and we, we continue to have faith that they're going to do that. But it needs to be done quickly because there's parts of the forest, like Barabup, that are incredibly rich um, from for an, for ecological reasons, as as well as the social and cultural reasons and Indigenous heritage reasons that need to be protected. So the other thing here that yeah, that's just mind-blowing is that uh, by the industry's own figures only 12 to 15 percent of the wood that came out of Barabup if it were logged would end up as sawn timber as the kind of wood that you would hold in your hand or have in your yeah. flooring or your furniture. The rest of it would go to charcoal for making silicon or to firewood. So you know you, you, you're, you're going to log these areas. Yeah. Um, what and, a, waste. what well, a waste. What a waste. 75, 80 mm. percent of the wood mm would end up as firewood or charcoal. I mean, uh, you walk through a forest like this and you just think, no, man, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, that's right. Jess Backering, spokesperson for WA Forest Alliance. Keep fighting the fight. Good luck.
2: Thanks so much. Your Money
4: with Nick Bruny from the West Australian. Go on, take
0: money ah, Very good morning, mate. How are you, Mr. Blackley? All right, mate. Have you recovered from uh, your man fault? Yeah. You <laughs> Rattling on the
3: pearly gates, <laughs> I was, mate. Just about there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I um touched uh, bit of a bit of a bit of Castro going around Perth. Too uh, much information for you, but uh, you no, I'm back. But I uh, like my football
3: win. team. That's pretty much dead for the Oh,
0: don't get me started about mm. the football.
3: No, I'm, we'll leave it alone. Now we'll talk about cricket.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> no thanks.
3: Anyway, um, I'm going to talk about uh, dumping money into super. Now, I don't know about uh, you, but a lot of people have set up these things called salary sacrifice arrangements. So the idea is that if you've got to a point in life where there's a bit of cash left over each week, maybe you've paid off the mortgage and the kids have left home, um, you can arrange to redirect some of your pay into super using this thing called salary sacrifice. And the deal is that it works because you do it before the tax comes out. And for most people, you save anywhere between five and up to about 30% in tax so it definitely stacks up the whole thing about salary sacrifice blackers is that you need to make the arrangement at the start of the year so you can't or you haven't been able to dump in money like uh, long service leave or holiday pay or anything like that um, one of the changes that's come through on July the first is that you can now do your own personal tax deductible contribution to super, which is pretty cool. So as long as you don't go over the new limit of twenty five thousand, you might—I uh, don't know sell a couple of shares backers
0: oh yeah right make a
3: profit you know (laughs) remember that word oh yeah yeah, yeah. and uh (laughs) decide to uh to get rid of some of that capital gains tax you can now pay that money into super and claim it as a tax deduction to uh to reduce the capital gains tax so so pretty handy a lot of people uh maybe they get a bit of a bonus towards the end of the year or as i say cash out some holiday pay or something like that wondering what to do with the money rather than paying top was
0: in tax so you can chuck it in the super
3: fund righty then easy ok good how about, <laughs> there how you about, go.
0: how about those mighty west coast eagles
3: how about, I about it I was
0: just saying <laughs> earlier that you know we should actually have thirds in a game because we obviously can't play four quarters <laughs> the last one so if, if we actually knocked it back to thirds
3: Well, that's all up to you. I don't think we're in front at any stage, (laughs) apart from out of the race, and that was it. No, it was uh, a miserable thing. We are looking forward to 2018 with all of our new recruits shining, hopefully.
0: You know what made me laugh yesterday on on Footy WA? I was sitting there yesterday morning watching the television. Chris Connolly, who I'm not a big fan of. Yeah, he says uh, he says uh, yeah the rebuilding stages are well underway. Fremantle France has just got to be patient. And I th- and I thought, all oh, right, they've just got to be patient, haven't they? I
3: think we're still in the basement. car park, I mate. think
0: I think they've been pretty patient for 22 years. anyway. Yes. <laughs> all I've right. a great day. I'll uh, catch you well, next well, week. Thanks for that enlightenment. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll talk to you next week, mate. Okay. Bye bye. <coughs> Your weekend sports roundup. It's out of bounds. On the Southwest's Triple M. Yes, with Aaron Evans. A very good morning, mate.
4: Morning, mate. How good was it to have some waffle footy in the Southwest yeah, over the great. weekend?
0: Yes, yes, yes. South level. Rio.
4: too yeah. good for East Perth in Bustled on a Saturday by five goals. Blaine Johnson, effectively the difference for the Bulldogs with his bag of five. Young Luke Partington doing his no chances doing his chances of an AFL debut with the Eagles, no harm at all. Yet another bout of leather poisoning and two goals. Have you heard of Finn Blackers? Yes. Hopefully he gets the game very, very, very soon. Good game of footy beforehand as well. Augusta Margaret River claiming the Bustledon Toyota Cup with a hard fought two point win. Over Busselton, taking a quick look around the grounds, Harvey Brunswick and remain undefeated after managing some heavy conditions to beat South Bunbury by 10 points. Harvey Bulls firmed up their position in the top five after a dominant 81-point win over Kerry Park. Jordan Falco, the hero for Bunbury with the winning goal against the Collie Eagles, Bunbury defeating them by a point. And history created in South West footy with the fourth draw of the league season between Eaton, Boomers and Donnybrook. Four draws in a season. You couldn't tip it. No, you couldn't do that. Speaking of which, how's your AFL tipping going? <laughs> shocking, <laughs> absolutely
0: <laughs> shocking. Are you and the rest well, of the country, oh, mate. Honestly, seriously, as I've said numerous mm. times, to do well in your tipping this year, you have made a pact with the devil. Yeah, you certainly have. But anyway, as we actually pointed out the other day about uh, you know the Eagles and Collingwood. Yeah. And when Scotty Cummings and I were talking about that on Friday morning, you just don't know. And uh, that they, they just proved it again. I had they? a feeling JK would go well. because I knew. Oh, won. six goals. Fantastic. And, and normally, normally they would win. That was his 200th game too, wasn't
4: it? Yeah, 100% yeah. record in games prior to yesterday. In games that JK kicks more than five goals. Not any more. Uh, they went down by eight points. They no, just shouldn't they, have uh, lost it, can't
0: they? No, they shouldn't have lost that game at all. That last quarter was just very poor. Just it was just watch, atrocious. It? Oh, it was just, you know, oh. you, you can't play catch-up football. And honestly, if you're a few goals up at three-quarter time, that doesn't mean it's going to stay that way if you just coast. No, and no that's, doubt. That's what they look like. And Collingwood looks so hungry and determined. I mean, you and know, Don't we just hate to say that? Oh, oh It just feels bad saying Collingwood at play. What, what about for those that
4: bleed purple, mate? Do you watch the Dockers play Hawthorne on Saturday?
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit of that. I sort uh, certainly couldn't watch that either. They absolutely. were never
4: really in it, unfortunately. The Dockers no. ended up going down by fifty two points, our Connor Blakely, another twenty nine touches. Mate, that just about could be it for our teams in two thousand and seventeen. The Eagles can still finish
0: seventh or eighth, but Well it doesn't they certainly don't look like, you know, finals material, do they? Well
4: they look like they'll just make it limp through and
0: then, and then they'll exit be kicked out the first out in the week, first week yeah. or something like that. It's just ridiculous. I mean I I just can't see it's just, as I keep saying, no ticker. They like get to that third quarter and things just, and, and it, it's just, oh, hang on a minute, are these these guys are still trying. In fact, they've caught us, and now they've passed us, and now, oh, we've lost. Unfortunately,
4: you're right, mate, let's leave it behind us. Plenty yeah. of other good sport on the weekend. Great work on the weekend by the Southwest Slammers who grabbed two big wins at the weekend. Their top four hopes well and truly alive after defeating both the Perry Lakes Hawks and Goldfields Giants, despite missing some key players. Ladies team also miss, missing a few good players on the weekend, unfortunately Went down by 11 points, although they were gallant playing Perry Lakes in cycling. Chris Froome has put on a near perfect performance to claim his fourth Tour de France and move within one title of being one of cycling's greatest. Mm. And in cricket, still no closer to knowing whether or not we've got the green light for the Ashes. But Aussie big hitter Chris Lynn about to have some surgery on his troublesome left shoulder. He'll be out of action until this summer's big bash, which he'll probably promptly come back and
0: dominate. All right, mate. Thank you very much. Uh, We'll do it again next Monday morning after
4: 8:30.